0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Pass Pro Podcast. Uh, I'm your host Nigel Cornelius, and if you haven't read the description already, then this is a podcast where I talk about all things football that I want to talk about. Just before we start, a little bit about me. I'm, you know, a university student. I played started playing football when I was nine. Football is, argu- I think, not even arguably, it is my favorite sport. Diehard Packers fan, anything Packers, you know, to, but also just a big football fan in general. So, um, you know, with week 17 just ending around the corner, you know, the playoffs are now set, you know, super wild card weekend starts in two days. I thought I'd give my playoff picks this week as well as look into the world of betting and, you know, talking about teams covering the spread and where you might want to be able to put some money to make some money possible upsets. Um, just before disclaimer, I am in no way a bookie or any type of gambling expert. These are just my opinions. If you lose money taking my advice, well, that's your bad. Uh, but before we get to that, we're going to look at the, uh, playoff bracket and just, uh, go through my picks. So starting, we'll start with the NFC. Uh, as a Packers fan, I love this. The Green Bay Packers are the one seed at 13 and three, meaning they get a first round bye this week. God, I can't wait just to sit down and watch playoff football without having to worry. Like, oh no, what happens? What's going to happen to my team? Because I don't even have to worry about playing until next week. It's wicked. Um, So the first matchup is between the uh, New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears. New Orleans Saints were 12-4 and have the two-seed in the NFC, while the Chicago Bears snuck into the playoffs at 8-8 thanks to a Arizona Cardinals loss. Um, if I'm going to be honest picking here, this is the Saints. Mm, it's going to be close considering earlier in the year, though the Saints were banged up, the Bears kept it close with Nick Foles. And even though Mitch Trubisky's not what people would call a great QB, he's better than Nick Foles. I was saying that before the tr- when the trade was done, I said they're stupid. And then when they benched him, I said, you're stupid. You know, Nick Foles might, you know, he went on that nice playoff run in Philadelphia and nobody's shitting on him for that. But Mitch Trubisky's more mobile, so with the fact that the Bears have a bad O-line, you can roll Mitch around to simplify the reads to half a field. Like It's what the uh, LA Rams do with Jared Goff, which is a team I'll talk about later, for example, is when you roll a quarterback out to the right, they are not likely to throw back towards the middle or the left side of the field. So when you roll that quarterback out, you thereby simplify their reads because they only have half the field. They don't have to look left. They, they don't have to progress from left to right or right to left. They just, write what's there? And then they're out of the pocket. Mitch has legs so Mitch could run, you know. He then is out of the pocket so he can throw it away without intentional grounding. It's just when they roll Mitch out, it allows for more plays. And the Saints defense, been good lately. Drew Brees uh, has been looked rough since the... It's looked rough all year. His arm talent is really down. Drew's respect uh, expected to retire after this year not calling Drew a bad QB, but if there's a year the Saints aren't going to make it far in the playoffs because of his play, it's going to be this year. I think the Saints go on top of that, though I wouldn't be surprised if it's a close game or if it's a Bears upset. Uh, next game is between the 12 and 4, 3 seed Seattle Seahawks and the 9 and 7 uh 9 and 7 or 10 and 6. Either 9 and 7 or 10 and 6, I can't remember. Um L.A. Rams, this team I talked about earlier, uh, this is a matchup solely based on if Jared Goff plays. I know if you look back a few weeks, the Rams lost to Seattle, but if you look back early in the year, the Rams dominated Seattle. Um, honestly, the Seattle offense has looked awful lately. Their O-lines look awful. Um, Sean McVay rarely loses to a team twice in a season. He's a really smart coach. Personally... I'm going to if there's a if there's a game I'm going to take the Rams upset confidently, it's going to be this one. I don't mind taking the Rams upset here. Um call me crazy, call me stupid. You know, if they lose, you can come back to this. Um it's going to be a close game, but if there's a game that I just feel confident in the LA Rams taking upset and it's this one cuz the Seattle has been a fair weather um team all year, you know. They've had some Russ was playing great at the steady year, russ cook, and then he kinda fell back down to earth and played mediocre like he does every year. But if they yeah, again, I've said it before, if there's a game, you know, that I'm taking it's that and but yeah, I just the Rams are ten and six. I just looked it up. Uh the Rams, if there's no Jared Goff, I might take the Seahawks, or if there's they get Cooper Cut back. And Jared Gossman practicing, I'm gonna take the Rams. I might be wrong. I should have a feeling. And then the final game in the NFC right now, Washington football team at the four seed seven and nine record, won the shithole that is the NFC East and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, this is an interesting game. It's the primetime Saturday night game, it's not the Nickelodeon game that the Saints and Bears play. But the Bucks have looked awful in uh, prime time. Brady hasn't played well in prime time, but the Bucks are riding a hot streak. Washington's offense hasn't been great, but they are a 5-1 and football team with Alex Smith, as well as a top defense that is top five in almost every metric. I believe they're top five in points allowed. They're top five in passing for sure. I think they're just top o- outside top five in rushing. They have a lethal young front seven, with um, Chase, rookie uh, stud defensive player, the rookie, defensive rookie of the year, sorry, Chase Young. Then in the middle, they have, you know, um, Jonathan Allen, um, Daron Payne, they're like, I think he's in his third year, two stud tackles, and even then they have a third stud tackle in Matthew Ioannidis. And then on the other side, they have last year's fall of the draft, uh, had some heart issues that turned out to be fake, so they he got to them was Montez Sweat. That f- those four are brutal, and if you can get pr- the playoffs, one thing that's been proven: if you can get pressure on Brady, he's not winning. That's how Denver beat him those years. Denver hit was hitting him like 15 times in the games. They weren't all sacks, but you were getting in his face. So if they can do that, that is huge. And they also Tampa Bay's likely missing Mike Evans, so that leaves Ronald Darby and um, Kendall Fuller. To I only have to cover um, Chris Godwin and A. B. Antonio Brown. So if the Bucks are to win this game, like I still think they will, though I could see a Washington upset. Uh, I think what's gonna have to happen is Gronk is gonna have to dial the age back some years and really punish the the weaker linebacker core of the of Reuben Foster and Cole Holcomb for uh, Washington. So I have the Bucks winning that. But that's another one that could upset. So, into the second round, I would have the Packers. The one-seed Packers playing the six-seed Rams. Uh, I'm taking the Packers in that one. I know I'm a Packers fan. But we have the number one offense in the NFL in points-per-game base with the MVP at quarterback and a defense that finished top 10 in... Total yards, and that has played exceptionally well in the back half of this year, uh, letting guys like Darnell Savage, Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos have been PFF, which is Pro Football Focus, highest graded safety pair since Week Ten. Darius uh, Smith is one of the best edge rushers in the league. Um, Preston Smith has had a down year But the, uh, the emergence of second year player Rashawn Gary has been huge Kenny Clark is one of the best nose tackles in the league uh, To help stop the run We brought in DeMond Snacks Harrison Then you have Jair Alexander Playing like the best corner in the league um, Chris Barnes The undrafted uh, The UFDA undrafted free agent Linebacker has been nice like, uh, Nobody can guard Devontae Adams Robert Tunyon Big, as we call him, Big Bob's been huge. Not to say the Rams aren't a good team. And as much as Aaron, also the Packers' O-line's been one of the best in the league. So as much as Aaron Donald scares me, if there's a team I think that can handle him, it's going to be this Green Bay Packers team. I think the Packers win that game. And then in the bottom bracket, we have the Saints and the Buccaneers. I'm taking the Saints. This has been a matchup problem for the Buccaneers all year. Both times, they were dominated by the Saints. They don't match up well. The second time they played, they put out a... The Bucks were dominated. First time, it was a little close. It was, But, you know, you give Brady the break. It's his first time in a new system, no offseason. But the second time, that was pure domination by the Saints. As much as I dislike the Saints, they're They're beating the Bucs. I think they're beating the Bucs. So that brings you to the NFC Championship game. Saints versus Packers. Again, give me the Saints. Drew Brees can't throw the deep ball. The Packers are going to get to Drew Brees make them uncomfortable, and then nobody can stop Packers offense. The Saints defense has been wish-washy. I, I honestly just don't think there's a team in the NFC that can beat the Packers. That is my, I know it's, you know, you're going to say, oh, you're biased, it's a fan, but when you look at the teams, you look at the numbers, Tampa Bay is the only team I think that can maybe give them a run if you look at it earlier in the year, but even then, this Packers team that played the Bucks in week six is a completely different team. Uh, and then people are gonna bring up strength, to schedule. But uh, just to let you know, the Packers are four and two against playoffs teams. So the that's better than anybody else in the NF. That's equal to or better than anybody else in the NFC. So right now, from the NFC, I have the Packers representing them in the Super Bowl. Uh, then we can take a look over to the AFC. This is an interesting, you know, division. The Chiefs took the one seed, fourteen and two. Patrick Mahomes is still a god. Andy Reid is arguably, in my opinion. One of if not the best offensive coach in football ever. So they have the buy. Uh, first matchup we're going to look at is what I think is the most interesting and the only one I think that's going to be close. Uh, the four seed, the, the four seed Tennessee Titans taking on the five seed Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens had a sl- you know a bit of a slump in the middle of the season, but they're coming out hot. Lamar Jackson isn't playing as well as last year, but he's still a great quarterback. You know, some could argue top five. That fifth pick, you know, he's playing really well. He's still a good quarterback. People are overhating him. The Ravens defense is still a top 10 unit. They don't allow you to score much. But yeah, they're a good team. The Titans, on the other hand, second or third offense in points per game. Derrick Henry just became the eighth running back to ever hit. The two thousand yard mark. Um, they just their offense is dominant, but their defense is suspect. Their defense hasn't been great this year. You know, two weeks ago the Packers in snow absolutely lit up their secondary. The Houston Texans, which are the third draft, well would have the third pick in the draft if they had their draft pick, but that's a whole other thing. Um, just made it close, and I know it's a divisional game, but this defense hasn't stopped anybody. And the Titans beat the Ravens earlier in the year and they were injured. But the one thing the Titans have the Ravens number as of late. And Derrick Henry has been a good rusher against them. The Ravens did add Calais Campbell, and they have some ads that are quite well. But I still This is a close one. For some reason, I just love the I think Ryan Tannehill's super underrated. A.J. Brown is one of my favorite NFL players that doesn't play for the Packers. He's just such a stud at wide receiver. He's jump ball, deep threat. He'll run your short routes. He's just so complete. And this Ravens team, they're good, but they've also played some bad opponents as of late. So I'm going to take the Titans. I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to take them. Then we go to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Congrats to the Browns for making the, ending the NFL's longest playoff drought. They finally did it. They made the playoffs, um, but COVID's got them. Their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, is going to be out. One of the best guards in the game, Joel Petonio, is going to be out. The Steelers are going to have some rested players, fully healthy defense. Defensive player of the year, T.J. Watt. Um, Big Ben, though he hasn't been – he's been wish-washy this year. The Browns' defense is awful. Denzel Ward still might not be playing – I, I just can't take the Browns here. Like, the Browns barely went and beat Mason Rudolph. Both teams wrote, congrats, you made the playoffs. I just don't think you're beating the Steelers. Yeah, they were kind of overrated and they had a bit of an easy schedule to those 12 wins, but still, I just can't. I hope the Browns prove me wrong, but I just can't. Uh, and then we have the 2-seed 13-3 Buffalo Bills against a 7th seed 10-6. Indianapolis Colts. Some would argue the Bills are playing the best football in the NFL right now. Some argue Josh Allen's the MVP. Sorry, he's second to Aaron Rodgers this year. The Bills are going to dog walk the Colts. I mean, Miami just had a, one of the best scoring defenses in the NFL. And the Bills just went and hung sixty, I mean fifty six on them with nothing to play for. Josh Allen has taken one of the biggest leaps. From second to third year we've ever seen, which is great for me, who's been claiming Josh Allen was going to be a stud um, ages. if Even if you go back to a podcast that we used, to, I used to do with uh, two friends of mine, uh, Backroom B-League, BRBL. Uh, if you go to, I believe it's episode 7, you can hear me and my roommate and friend Jake sing the praises of Josh Allen. I've been a fan of his since Wyoming. I, the Bills have always been, a you know, I, and if there's a team in the AFC I like, it's the Bills. I've liked them since they've got Micah Hyde, who used to be a player for the Packers, I always liked. I think the Bills are just going to run over the Colts. The Colts have been wish-washy this year. Their defense was top 10 early in the year, but have allowed the most passing yards in, like, I think, like the past three games or something like that, per game basis. Jonathan Taylor, though, looking like a stud, but I, I, can't, I just can't trust Phillip Rivers at his age and with his arm to win a big game now. I just can't. It doesn't make sense to me. I The Colts are a young team that needs to get a young QB and they're in the right direction, and DeForest Buckner is a problem. I, ju- I just can't. I think the uh, Bills go out and dominate. So that would put us into the second round where we would have the one-seed Chiefs playing the four-seed Titans. And I'm sorry, Tennessee, this is where you're... Party comes to an end because as bad a football the Chiefs have been playing lately, they haven't covered a six-point spread in ages. You just the, the defense can't keep up. No defense can contain Patrick Mahomes forever. You have to be able to fire him. Chiefs defense is good enough. Chiefs offense is the, chief, the Chiefs offense is going to hang points all over that awful Tennessee defense I don't think they're going to be able to answer for Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Kill, Sammy Watkins. Um, Mickle Hardman. Um if he's back, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the rookie. Uh, even then, Le'Veon Bell. Like there's just there's too much on that offense. The Tennessee Titans have no pass rush either, so they're not gonna be able to get to Mahomes. I just got the Titans. And then Bills and Steelers. I get the Bills. Bills went in to Bills went into Pittsburgh earlier, smoked the Steelers. Uh the Bills team is only playing better. Uh, the Steelers, like, this Bills defense, their numbers look bad because they had a rough start of the year. Uh, their two core linebackers in, um Edmonds and Matt Milano, out. they're both, Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, were, they're both going to be back. I mean, they're both back in here. Uh, Tradavius White is top 10 corner in the league. Taron Johnson is a great slot corner. Josh Norman, you know, a bit out of his prime, but still a great CB3. You've got one of the best safety duos in the league with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. And then on offense, you have Stefan Diggs, led the entire NFL in both receptions and yards. You have Josh Allen slinging the rock to them. You have Cole Beasley, who's the best slot receiver in the NFL. And then you have guys like rookie Gabe Earl Davis and vet John Smokey Brown, who can stretch the field, make you play those guys like Minka Fitzpatrick deep. And the Bills are just, you know, a good football team that I think is going to go win that game. Then we have the AFC Championship game between the Chiefs and the Bills. And this is where I'm going to say it. I will say it. This is where the Chiefs meet their end. I know everybody says they're gonna go back to back, but until, until the Chiefs, unless the Chiefs go in and prove to me and the Titans that they can play a full football game, um, the Bills are gonna win. The Bills have been playing better football. The Chiefs are the NFL's worst red zone defense, meaning you are more likely than any other team in the NFL to score on the Chiefs if you make the red zone. Uh, the red zone offense is terrible. When you condense the field on the Chiefs, they can't score because they can't stretch the field like they typically do. Uh, the Bills are just, I think, not the, the Bills are playing better football right now. Uh, I could easily see the Chiefs winning, but I just think the Bills win. So then you give me the Packers versus the Bills in the Super Bowl. A bit of bias here, and you can say that I'm still going to take the Packers in that matchup. The, both of these are playing the two best teams in football right now. But Josh Allen in his third year in that big of a stage against a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's been to a Super Bowl before, won a Super Bowl. He's 37 playing. He had one of the greatest QB seasons ever. Matt LaFleur is one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. You know, you, this this Packers team is made to do runs like this. They have a great blend of vets and young guys. Um I think they know their window shorter than the Bills and they're gonna play hard. So that is my playoff predictions. Again, you know, I have Saints beating the Bears, Rams upsetting the Seahawks, Bucks beating Washington, then I have Saints beating Bucks, Packers beating Rams, and then I have Packers beating Saints. Um, and then I have um um then I have Bills beating Colts, Steelers beating Browns, um Titans beating Ravens, uh, Chiefs beating Titans, Bills beating Steelers, Bills beating Chiefs, Packers beating Bills. Now, if we're just going to go into Super Wild card Weekend here, let's look at some gambling things. Now, for all odds, spread odds, you know, point spreads, odds... I'm using Bodug, which is one of the few sites that allows Canadians to look at odds and bet if you'd like. So if you're a sports gambler, you can stick in here. If you just want to learn about gambling, you can stick in here. Or if this isn't your just thing, you can skip past this or even just stop listening. I even thank you for that. But um, one of the games I'm most interested in and one of the, I'd argue, the most confident bets I'd make right now is for Washington. It's currently an 8-point spread. What 8-point spread means is um, Washington right now has plus 8.0, meaning they have to at least make the game within 8 points, whether they lose or win. Tampa Bay has a negative 8.0, meaning they have to win this game by 8 points or more. I am taking Washington 8 points all day, and actually, I'd recommend you hold off on this line till Saturday. Because the more money goes on the bucks, the higher that line's gonna go. Um, just for some explanation, you can even get risky and bet on the Washington money line. The past two teams, the losing record to make the playoffs, have won their games. Uh, playoff teams with a negative record, I heard this on another podcast, are seven and two against the spread, meaning they've won seven bets. Uh, they covered their spread seven times and only lost it twice. So, if you're a sports gambler, you know, looking to try and make some money this weekend, hit that Washington spread. Not the buck spread, not the negative. Hit the positive spread for the Washington football team. Um, Another bet. Right now, Uh, the money line for the Los Angeles Rams is plus 155. Meaning every dollar you bet, you win a dollar and fifty-five cents over that. So if I bet ten bucks, I win a total of twenty-five fifty, because you get your ten back plus fifteen fifty. Uh that's that's a bet I wouldn't mind making. If Jared Goff's in. If Jared Goff's not in, don't touch that money line. But um you might if you're at hit the under. The over under for points right now is an under forty-two points. The Seattle offense is sloppy. The Rams offense might not have goth. Give me that under. Uh, Same thing with the Washington-Tampa game. 44.5 points. Give me that under all day. Because Washington can't score a lot of points. But uh, Tampa Bay is not going to probably be able to score a lot on Washington. So I'd take Washington spread under. uh, L.A. Seahawks under... If I were you right now going into that Buffalo Indy game, I'd be taking the six and a half points on the Bills. Uh, The Bills have won more two-score games games by two. The Bills have won, like, their past five by, like, more than two scores. They've been really good at two-score games. Six and a half means they have to win by seven points or more. Excuse me, I'm taking the Bills by that all day. Um... Then you have the Bears and Saints. Risky. But if you're looking to get if you're looking to bet a lot, I'd take the 10-point spread for the Bears. They only put 16 up on the Packers. Yeah, but that's not really indicative. That's uh, Matt Nagy taking a lot of field goals. They had they dominated time of possession. I mean dominated. If David Montgomery's getting going, that 10-point spread should easily be covered. Easily, but there's also a chance the Saints just and Alvin Kamara just go out and you know do what they did on Christmas Day and absolutely dominate. If that's a game I'm not touching the over under or the money line, I just touch the spread. Ah, uh, final game Browns and Steelers wouldn't touch this with a 10 foot pole. Division games are weird, the over under is 47 and a half. It doesn't look very appetizing, <sighs> nothing about it looks great. Nothing, the 350 money line for Cleveland doesn't look good, the 10 point spread doesn't look good, because it could go either way, you could have a close game, or you could have pure domination by the Steelers. Uh, Then you look at the Ravens game, money line right now is 155 for the Titans, that's something you could hit, the spread is also plus 3 for the Titans, and the odds, it's very rare that you have positive odds on a spread, But the odds for the three-point spread right now for Tennessee is plus 105. That's huge. I'd hit that. This Tennessee offense is hard to stop. Derrick Henry is a tank. The Packers held him like 98 yards, and that's what people called shutting him down. He's going to go for a roll. You know, Derrick Henry in, at late in the year is just a different animal. I'd, I'd take that three-point spread in the plus-155 money line in that Tennessee game all day. Just looking at the odds now. Again, this is recorded, I didn't say earlier, but this is recorded Thursday, January 7th at 10.18 p.m. So any of the odds I'm using now could change. But again, for me, I'm taking the bill, I'm eating the points of the bills and taking the 6.5 uh, I'm taking if Jared Goff plays. I'm taking the Rams money line. Um, I'm taking the Washington football team spread and the under. Um, depending on, I'm probably going to take the three point spread a, or the money line for Tennessee. Um, pro, if that, if you like, the, I'm not gonna, probably not going to take it. But there is a ten point spread for Chicago. You can take uh, easily. And then I am not touching the Browns game with a 10 foot pole. No. Oh, yeah. Also, under on the Rams Seahawks game looks pretty good. Uh, and then, if you're looking at college ball, um, on the 11th, which is Monday, we have the Oath. Number three, Ohio State, that just came over a huge Justin Fields led upset. Over Clemson versus the number one Alabama with Heisman winner, Devontae Smith. Ohio State plus 240 isn't a bet I like. Alabama is a good-built football team. Justin Fields played really well. Again, this is another one I wouldn't touch. The over-under is 75 points because college defense just doesn't exist. Doesn't exist at all. Uh, Bama came out of the SEC, which is huge, Ohio State or the Big Ten, a lot of people call the Big Ten a shit conference, I wouldn't go that far, but normally their playoff teams suck, but they just upset Clemson, uh, Justin Fields is trying, trying to prove himself that he can be that guy after people said that maybe you shouldn't draft him, if you wanna bet, plus 240 Ohio State seems like an upset, I wouldn't do it, but that's there for you. that is an option for the Monday college game. Um, and now, <laughs> moving into news that released today, uh, there's a possibility that Deshaun, superstar quarterback Deshaun Watson, doesn't play another game for the Houston Texans. I think this is blown out of proportion, but it has come out today that he is upset with the Texans organization because he was told he would have a hand in hiring the GM and the coach, and they went and hired their new pl- uh, GM who was... Uh, head of player personnel out of New England without his thing. Apparently, the Texans have tried to reach him over the past few days, and he hasn't picked up his phone. He hasn't asked for a trade. A trade would be a long way away. But there's always that possibility. He did also sign a six-year, like $150 million extension in September, so it becomes a harder-to-move contract player. If I'm the Texans, I'm not training Deshaun Watson. He's a top-five quarterback in this league. Just led the league in passing yards this season with minimal talent on offense. Um, Has the third highest career passer rating ever behind Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, The guy is unreal. He's everything you want. I said when he was going into that 2017 draft where he was the third QB taken... To me, he was the best nfl ready QB prospect I had seen since Andrew Luck, who everybody touts as one of the best college quarterback prospects ever, that the indiana was Colts ruined, and they should be ashamed of themselves for it. But anyways, um, Sean Watson's a stud, and if he wants out, it's going to cost a lot, like three first-round picks minimum to get Deshaun. It's going to be insane. I don't think he gets traded. Um, If you listen to the Pat McAfee show and their uh, gambling podcast, uh, Michael Lombardi, who used to be an NFL GM, said if you're a GM, you walk in and and he's upset. You walk in and you say, Deshaun, I want you to be part of the solution. You know, I want to keep you here. I want to do whatever we can, and we can go win a Super Bowl. I just, like, he's 25 years old, just about to enter his prime, Already, a lot of people, including me, I think he's the fourth best QB in the league. I think it goes with Holmes, Rodgers, Russell Wilson, with Deshaun Watson. I think he's the fourth best QB in the league right now. And the fact that he might be traded is insane. Uh, some possible landing spots could be the San Francisco 49ers, um, the New York Jets. If they want to give up a haul instead of drafting a guy like Justin Fields at two because they... They won a couple games, you know, and now the um, Jacksonville Jaguars hold the Trevor Lawrence number one, the Trevor Lawrence stakes. So they could. I don't think he's moving, but it's going to be a really interesting thing to look into. Uh, the issue is, is the amount you're going to have to give up. Like, if you're the San Francisco 49ers, you're going to be looking at, like, giving up a guy like Fred Warner, Nick Bosa. I don't even think, I don't even think Eric Armstrong would do it. Uh, Another team, the Patriots, is a team... I think the Patriots are the best suited to do it. They have the cap space to take them. If you're the Patriots, you give them a couple firsts, Stephon Gilmore. You might have to give them JC Jackson too, but that's a good old line with Deshaun Watson, and that's still a defense that's going to get Dante Hightower back, Patrick Chung back, a lot of good guys. Going to be able to play. So that's a team that can move. Again, I don't think he's going to be traded. I think this is being blown out of proportion. Uh, The report that Ian Rapport put out also said he's not mad at the GM hire. This doesn't go at the GM. This just goes at the owner and the way it was handled. I think it's going to get smoothed out. I just think right now it's, oh, the Texans sucked. Deshaun Watson might get traded. Uh, J.J. Watt's definitely done. There's no way they're going to keep J.J. Watt's contract. I expect him to be cut or traded. Um, Really, they let Bill O'Brien shit all over that franchise. Like, taking on David Johnson and Brandon Cooks, Two of the worst contracts in the NFL. Getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins, who's a top three wide receiver in this NFL. For me, he's number two behind Devontae Adams. You could argue he's the best. It just depends on whether you like physicality over route running. It's like, you know, the Judavian Clowney trade was handled horribly. Glennon Clowney's always been a super overrated player. Played like shit in the Titans and is now in IR. Wasn't really great with the Seahawks. Overall... Bill O'Brien should not. Bill O'Brien should have been fired after a 24 point lead was blown in the first half to Kansas City. I know they went on this win the Super Bowl, but if you can't blow that, it was in like a quarter. You blew a 24 point lead in damn near a quarter. You can't do that. And then the fact that he was kept around till four games in the season, like, and then we don't look the Laramie Tunzel trade where yeah you got a pro left tackle, gave up two first round picks to do it. One of those is the third pick in this draft. Miami has ten had ten wins this year, barely missed the playoffs, and have the third pick. That is nuts. That is stupid. Bill O'Brien ruined the Texans, which means now Deshaun Watson might be leaving. You know, if this guy gets any shot at being an NFL head coach again, that team is stupid. It's like Adam Gase. If anybody gives Adam Gase a head coach job, they can fuck off. Same with Matt Patricia. Stop hiring these stupid retread coaches that don't work. Hire, promote some guys like Brian Dable, Nathaniel Hackett. Hell, go for guys like Lincoln Riley in college. Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, Nick Saban. Don't hire Nick Saban. I don't even want to get into why I think Nick Saban's a bad, going to be a bad NFL coach. You can't control these guys. Like, look at the Panthers. They didn't do great this year, but Matt Rule looks like an amazing hire. Well, the Cowboys went and brought back Mike McCarthy. Look how that turned out. He was shit in his final years in Green Bay, and boy, didn't he stink it the fuck up with the Cowboys this year. A roster that talented should not get six wins. That's what Mike McCarthy is. Mike McCarthy is a conservative play caller who Aaron Rodgers carried for years, and when he finally got fired... It showed in green it show it's now showed. But it, it's just a mess. You know, Black Monday had you know, the Chargers are looking for a new coach. The Broncos are looking for a GM. This offseason's gonna get interesting, but for right now, I've got playoff football to enjoy. And I'm excited. I hope I thank I thank everybody for listening to this first episode. It's been super fun. Hopefully later I can get a planned recording schedule, release schedule, etc. Planned out. I hope if you have any feedback at all, uh, you can find at, you can find me at PassProPod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. As well as if you have any inquiries, you can email me at passpropod at gmail.com. Again, I'd like to thank everybody for listening, and I'll see you all next time.